Welcome to the Business with Bordeaux podcast, where we're bringing basic business tips to entrepreneurs and the future leaders of tomorrow. Let's get down to business. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Business with Bordeaux podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week and joining me for another interview here on the Business with Bordeaux podcast. This week's interview is... It's one of my favorites, to be honest. I don't say that about all of them, but this one really is, uh, mainly because this gentleman is a lot of behind the scenes right now, and it's um, it's the manager of Aaron Cole. It's his father, Kelly Cole. Uh, for those of you who do know him, you know he has his hands in so many things. He does so many different types of work. He does book publishing. Like I said, he manages Aaron Cole's career. He's done so many things. He's done niche websites. He's books, like just so many things. And there's so much uh, practical advice that he gives us. And I'm going to have him back on the show because there was actually a whole lot of things we didn't get to uh, to break down in in the knowledge that he has. And uh, But we did go through a lot of stuff here. So make sure you stay tuned through the whole interview. Grab yourself a notepad, pull up your notes app, do something to make sure you uh, utilize some of the information that he gives you because it's very, very, very helpful. Before we jump into that, though, I do want to thank the patrons for the show. Mr. Aaron Simpkins over at TrueStrengthApparel.com. I don't know if he still has any Eagles championship shirts left, but he had created some uh, Philadelphia Eagles championship shirts for the Super Bowl win. Shout out to them. And so uh, make sure you go check it out, TrueStrengthApparel.com, and get you one of those. Uh, You know, obviously they're going to be there for a short amount of time, so don't miss out on that. Also, check out ProfitJosiah.com. Profit, P R A F I T, Josiah, like the one in the Bible. Dot com. Uh, he's got a new single, so make sure you go and check that out on his website, as well as Mr. L.T. Smith. Um, you now, both of those guys are doing music. They both support the show, and so I support their music, and they both, you know, they, they, they make good quality music, so uh, make sure you don't miss out and go check them out. Uh, L.T. Smith has a YouTube channel, and so I always provide that link to the uh, the show description. So make sure you click on that and check it out. And so anyway, without further ado, I'm gonna go ahead and jump into the interview with Mr. Kelly Cole. All righty, welcome back to another interview here on the Business with Bordeaux podcast. This week, I have somebody who has been very successful in many different areas. He is the, uh, what a lot of y'all probably already know, he is uh, the road manager, manager of recording artist Aaron Cole, who was just recently been signed to Toby Max record label, which is pretty awesome. He is the uh, CEO of Publishing Advantage Group. He is also a uh, two times number one best-selling author, uh, official book publisher, uh, minister. Man, it's like there's way too many things. But I have with me Mr. <laughs> Kelly Cole. How you doing, sir? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure. Man, I'll be honest, man. I I don't know how you have time to do this interview right now. I really don't, but <laughs> I have no we'll idea. Like, you know, I know God opens doors that we can't open, so uh, so it's definitely a God thing. But when you have so much going on, and you know, I don't know if we can dive into details on all of it. I uh, yeah. definitely want to dive into you know a, a good portion of it today if we can. But um, you know, we've seen you on Track Stars a couple of times. Uh, usually, you're kind of playing the background. But, yeah. you know, Sean Tanner and I both, you know, we love the business end of things, uh, whether it's strategy, things like that. And so I really want to get you on the show to talk about that. And uh, yeah. but I mean, before we do jump into all of that, man, I would just like people to get to know you just a little bit more. I feel like we do know a yeah. lot about Aaron and Aaron's a cool mm-hmm. guy. And uh, but just tell us a little bit about Mr. Kelly Cole, which you can visit his website at MrKellyCole.com. But uh, yeah, just man. a quick breakdown of um, of who you are. Uh, how you got started in just doing these kind of things in general? Probably not in yeah. detail. But <laughs> okay. So yeah, uh, I'll yeah, give man. you a little bit, man. But I grew up in um, Chicago, Illinois. I was actually born in one of the most notorious housing projects ever created in the world called Cabrini Green Housing Projects. Uh, most people may not know it by name, but it's where they film um, Good Times. The TV show Good Times oh. is where they filmed the movie Hoop Dreams is where they filmed Candyman. Mm. Um, what else? So, but yeah, 
um, the movie Cooley High. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Oh, yeah. But yeah, man, that's where I was born, man, and, and raised in Chicago. So I stayed um, in Cabrini Green till I was about maybe 10 or 11. Then I moved to the west side of Chicago. And um, I actually, you know, went to high school in Chicago my freshman year at Weber High School, um, which is also the same high school as Coach K, who coaches at Duke, man. So, um, I was just wearing my Duke jacket earlier, man. That's awesome, man. <laughs> awesome. Shout out to the Duke fans. I'm not a Duke <laughs> fan, but shout out to y'all. But yeah, man. So um, moved to Virginia um, my sophomore year of high school. Um, so that's where I currently live in Bristol, Virginia, man. So if you want to kind of go into, I always tell people I was a born entrepreneur. I started my first business at the age of six with my sister. We opened up a candy store right in front of our building in Chicago. And, um, you know, what intrigues me about that story is, you know, what prompts a six year old to start a business and start selling candy, man. But we carried her little table and chairs to the front of our building got all of the candy out of the house and set up a candy store, man. And the crazy (laughs) thing about it is people was actually coming and spending money with us, but we didn't know about pricing or none of that stuff. So they would say, how much is, you know, this? And we'd say, well, quarter, nickel, dime, whatever you want to pay for. (laughs) We didn't know. And um, people would just give us money, man, for the candy because they saw two kids out there selling candy, man. So that's where I started, man, six years old. So, I mean, from six year old all the way up to an adult, man, I've had I've done probably everything legal that you can (laughs) to make money. So I've been a um, I've been a paper boy. I um, walked into a pizza parlor one day and said, hey, I'll hand out these flyers for money. I've had two clothing stores. I had two restaurants. I was a barber for 10 years. Hmm. I used to DJ weddings. I used to DJ family reunions. I used to take pictures at weddings. I used to take pictures at family reunions. So everything you can think of, man, I've done it probably to make um, to make money until I found my true passion, man. Now, what was the reason behind doing these things? You just enjoyed them? You wanted to try different things or were things not working out? What was the reason for all the different... Um, you know, um, the different journeys you kind of took in that process. Um, to be honest with you, I was just on that search, man. Like many entrepreneurs, like I said, I always felt like I was a born entrepreneur, but I never knew quite what I was put on earth to do. And, um, so I was just trying a bunch of things, man, till I found it, man. And how I found it was I was walking, I was in books a million one day, uh, with my family. We started going to books a million after church on Sundays and I was walking past the magazine section and I saw a magazine called Millionaire Blueprints. Hmm. And there was a guy on the cover in a drop top Mercedes Benz named Yannick Silver. And um, the caption read, Web Made Millionaire. And I opened it up and I started reading his story. And I was like, man, I'm going to buy this magazine. I'm not going to just um, read this one in the store. I'm going to buy this one. I know I'm not the only one. <laughs> I know I'm not the only one that does that. Uh, Save that money a little bit. Just read the highlights <laughs> in the store. Okay, got it, got it. Right. So I bought the magazine, man, and it talked about how he created these websites um, that he built that made him money while he slept. And it was like the heavens opened up. It's like, man, this is what I was put on earth to do. I was put on earth to be an Internet entrepreneur, man. And um, that story inspired me to, you know, build my first website and ultimately want to quit my two jobs. Because by the age of 21, man, I had two kids. Um I had two kids and by age 23, I had three kids. So I was working two jobs all while doing my side hustles, man. I was working 16, 17 hours a day. I was working at Walmart during the day and Blockbuster at night, man. Just trying to feed my family. Um, You know, I had a wife, um, two kids, and I had a kid outside of my household. So which means I was paying child support, man. So um, I was doing all of those side jobs trying to find that. And when I found Internet Market, I was like, hey, man. I want to quit my jobs and I want to be a full time entrepreneur. And um, yeah, man, I punked out for a year. I actually kept on working for another year and I came home one Friday and I was like, man, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And my wife, you know, to try to calm me down, said, let's watch a movie. And we watched the movie Pursuit of Happiness. Have you oh, ever seen that? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That Will Smith movie. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So we watched Pursuit of Happiness, man. And um, by the end of it, I'm crying. You know, I'm like, I'm on my knees. I'm crying. I'm like, Lord, I'm supposed to be your your child, man. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to step out on faith. And if I end up living in the bathroom with my family like Chris Gardner, when I go to work on Monday, I'm quitting my two jobs. And um, I walk into Walmart to quit, man. And they call me to the office and they tell me they're going to send me to Arkansas for two weeks, for a week. 
And um, I said, okay, cool. I was like, I thought they was getting ready to fire me, man. I got scared. <laughs> <laughs> but they said they want to send me to Arkansas for a week to a shareholders meeting. And here's where God came in, man. Here's where God confirmed that it was time for me to quit, man. I walk into the Arkansas Razorback Stadium. And Chris Gardner, the guy Will Smith played in Pursuit of Happiness, is walking towards me. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I immediately threw up my hands, start thanking God, man, for <laughs> confirming that it was time to quit um, my job. And, but then um, when I got back to um, Virginia, God told me, he spoke to me in my spirit, and he said, you can't leave until July 15th. And I was like, man, God, I got to stay here, you know, till July 15th. How long was that? The, how long of a time period? Um, Probably like another month or two. Okay. And um, I was, man, I was hurt <laughs> and um, went home again. Me and my wife, we started watching TBN. Um, and we're watching this guy. He's on there preaching. And he says, the angels of the Lord are doing that thing you want them to do. He said, whatever you believe in God for, that thing is done. And he looked right in the camera and he said, I don't care if it's July 15th. That thing is done. Man, I jumped wow. up, started praising God so hard, man. I fell out in the spirit of my living room and nobody touched me, laid hands on me or none of that. And um, July 15th, 2008 is when I quit both my jobs and became full time entrepreneur. Man, a month before that is when I got married. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Man. Well, I'll, so, just real quick for any of you out there yeah. who don't like TBN who feel like they're all just money-hungry preachers, God can use anybody to speak to anybody. Definitely. Definitely. uh, I know somebody's going to hear that and be like, ah, I hate that network. But, you know, whatever. Hey, (laughs) Hey, it it blessed me at the moment, but I don't, you know. There you go. No no shade to it. I don't really watch it anymore, but no no shade or whatever. I would watch it if I, you know, came across something. But I want to encourage the people, too, though, when I quit my job, um, it wasn't all peaches and cream, man. I had one product on the internet selling for $25, and I was selling one a week. So what was that? It was a product about um, street ball. You ever heard of street ball, like the N one street ball? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to put on the basketball games, bring the players to my area, put on basketball games, man, and make money. So um, the product I created was to teach kids all over the United States or all over the world how to put on streetball events. And it was called streetballmoneymaker.com, man. And um, it was just an audio course that taught them how to put on their own games, how to contact the players, book the venue and all of that. So, yeah, man. Um, So you can imagine making $25 a week. It was hard to support a wife and three kids and pay child support, man. So I was about to get evicted, almost ended up homeless. Um, couldn't pay rent for seven months, no internet, barely eating, wife wanting to leave, like the whole nine. I mean, everything was about to get shut down, brother. Wow. And um, it took it. I lived like that, man, for a year. And uh, my turning port came. Um, I got invited to an internet marketers conference in Atlanta and um, didn't have any money to go. My dad gave me $100. And I went, and the goal was to sleep in my car. That's how how bad I wanted to be successful, man. So I went to the conference, man, and um, I sat in there and I literally sat in that seat for three days and didn't move. Didn't even eat lunch. I didn't have any money to eat lunch. All I had money was for gas. Mm. And what I learned in that conference, man, I came home and I built the website that made me 10,000 in three months. Wow. And I, and I haven't looked back since. What website was that? Um, it was called Affordable Sites for Sale. And it was a website that sold niche websites. So it was a website that sold, if you like fishing, it was a website that sold you your own fishing business. Right. So, um, but yeah, man, I was, I was selling those websites hand over fist, man, made about 10 grand in three months and haven't looked back since. And I'll be honest, man, uh, those type of websites I hear a lot about are those type of, uh, I'll say companies. Like they build yep. niche websites for people because, you know, they know how to do proper SEO uh, search yep. engine optimization was it, were those the kind of things that were teaching you at this conference um yeah but yeah they was teaching everything seo you know how to create products it was just mind-blowing man i just i just fell in love with it you can almost imagine it's like being for for all of the you know rappers out there that go to flavor fest it's like being in an environment where everybody speaks your language or everybody 
you know, understands what you're talking about. You're not an alien, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was just all of the different things that, you know, they taught me and they showed me that it was possible. You know what I mean? They told me it was, it was they showed me it was possible to be successful. So the websites I were building, though, they were affiliate websites. So they were websites um, that were affiliate based drop shipping to where all the customer had to do was market their site and the products were shipped um, automatically and they made money. They made a commission off of that. Gotcha. And so you got paid mm -hmm. to build their website. Correct. Yeah. Gotcha. I built it out for them and um, just sold them and handed them the key. So they were turnkey websites, man. Gosh, that's awesome, man. Uh, and yeah. people still make a good living doing that. That's still oh, definitely, today. Definitely. So, uh, <laughs> so what was your next shift? Uh, I mean, you know, honestly, it, when you were talking about that, it almost reminded me of uh, some of your publishing uh, deals mm -hmm. on your website. And yeah. uh, was that kind of how they, is that the connecting tissue or? Man, so how I got into publishing is interesting, man. Um, for all the entrepreneurs out there, I know y'all love Shark Tank and just like me, man. Yeah. From the very first episode of Shark Tank, man, I recorded every episode, taking notes, just just doing everything I can to learn, you know, from the entrepreneurs on there and learn from the sharks. And um, one of my friends, they was like, yo, you you taking notes? And I was like, yeah, I take notes because I, you know, I apply them. She was like, yo, that would be a great um, book. And I was like, I never thought about that. Hmm. And she was like, um, yeah, those notes would make a great book and you should interview the sharks. And I was like, never thought about that. <laughs> so what I did was um, what I did was I emailed every one of the sharks, man. I, I just sent them an email, say, hey, I'm working on this book. Um, would love to interview you anytime you have time. Be perfect for me. And um, Barbara Corcoran was the only one to respond. Wow. And she's like, sure, I would love to do an interview with you. And we set up the date. We did the interview and me and Barbara hit it off so well. I said, Barbara, you think you can do me a favor? She was like, sure, Kelly, I'll do anything you want me to do. And I was like, you can help me get an interview with Damon. And she was like, sure. And she was like, here's my my phone number. Text me a message and I'll forward it to Damon. Wow. And she did it immediately. Damon's assistant hit me up and set up the date for me to interview him. So I interviewed Barbara and Damon. To turn their interviews along with my notes into a book that hit was my first number one bestseller on Amazon. And from doing that, people just start coming out of woodworks and saying, yo, how did you create this book? How did you create this book? Being the entrepreneur that I am, I said, hey, I can do yours for X amount of dollars. And that's what started <laughs> my that's what started my publishing company. man. What was your first book? Um, Conversations with Sharks is what it's called. Wow. Yep. Conversations with Sharks. And I, I love that story, man, because, you know, it almost kind of reminds me of, you know, my journey trying to get started. Um, I was like, you know, I want to interview people. I want to pick brains. I want to just get information yeah. out of their heads into other people who, who want to learn. And so, you know, I yeah. sent out emails um, for this particular show. Uh, you know, I emailed um, Odd Thomas or Thomas Terry from Humble Beast. Mm -hmm. And I was like... He, he's not because I, I looked up I couldn't find any interviews because that's the other thing too was I was like you know do these people do interviews right or, or, you know yeah. and if they don't it's either people just haven't asked them to or they just don't do interviews Definitely. and um yeah and yeah and he did it and uh and I was like dang on that's you know that was incredible and so just a simple yeah. email and so that's, that's like, it, bro. I think sometimes people think it's too impossible to talk to a certain person or reach a person and uh you know, but, you know, again, back to your story, you know, mm -hmm. Barbara connecting you with, um, with Damon, mm -hmm. like it does help to know people too and conversate with people. And, definitely. Um, and so that's incredible, man. So, uh, so what was the first time, uh, you actually created a book for somebody? What was that like? Man, it was be honest with, be honest for you, man. It was, it was actually scary cause I'd never done it before. Um, and here's a, so most of your listeners are entrepreneurs. I think a lot of people are want, wanting to become an entrepreneur or they have a side hustle. I think okay. a lot of it's side hustlers. Side so hustlers. I'm going to tell them, <laughs> I'm going to tell them what I, what I did. I'm going to tell them when, what I did to get my first client, like official, like where I went after a client. Um, I saw a guy on Facebook and, um, he was posting a lot of poetry and a lot of quotes, relationship quotes. 
And I said, yo, I want this dude as a client. So I didn't even email him. I didn't hit him up or nothing. All I, I did was I created a book cover and I posted it on his Facebook page. And I said, let's make this a reality. Wow. And um, all of his family, friends, everybody started going crazy on it. Like, you need to do it. You need to do it. When is it coming out? And what did it do? It forced him to call me and ask how much it is. Cool. So did you create the title and then send it to him? Yep. I created the title. (laughs) I created the cover. I created everything. And I said, hey, man, you're already doing it. All we got to do is take your content that you've been posting on Facebook and let's put it into the book. And that's exactly what, what I did, man. Dang. So how did you know? Was it just was it the responses he got? How did you know this would work for him? Um, yeah, it was the response that people, you know, people loved his poetry. People loved his quotes. People, you know, interacted with him, man. And it's just a gut instinct as an entrepreneur, man. And somebody who, you know, just been a hustler, man. It's just a gut instinct of knowing, hey, that's an opportunity. That's a gap and in, in fulfilling the gap. And so once I got serious about um, being a book publisher, I look for the gaps. And one thing that nobody was doing that, you know, my company does publishing advantage group. We are a one stop shop. It don't matter what you need. So basically you give us your manuscript and we do everything else. Nobody else does that. So we will edit it. We will format it. We'll create your book cover, give you your ISBN number. We do your distribution and we give you marketing materials. Nobody's doing that. So and then, you know, that's on our that's our starter package. And yeah. then when you go from the pro to the VIP, we'll actually write the book for you or interview you and write the book. So there's no excuses. And if there's any entrepreneurs out there, if you if you're an entrepreneur, or you're doing any type of public speaking, hosting a TV show, doing hosting a podcast. If you don't have a book, you're leaving thousands of dollars on the table every time you do whatever it is that you do. Right, right guaranteed it's amazing because like pastors artists mm-hmm. you know yep. andy Mino, i mean andy Mino is writing a book lecrae wrote a book awesome. you know yep. and, and so people write books because a lot of times people want that you know one you know if you're at a, a show it's like merch people want something mm-hmm. to remember you by and yep that's a lot of it people just want to remember you know i bought trip lee's book at a show i didn't order it yep. online but i went to the show and i was like i have all his music but I love books. I don't have his book, you know. Exactly. And, um, so it makes sense. Yeah. So anybody, you know, if you're thinking about writing a book, go ahead and do it. And uh, and you can hit him up, publishingadvantagegroup.com. Now, yep. what's the uh, what's the differences in the uh, the starter pro and VIP? Um, bigger difference is the starter package, you know, will basically just get you in the game. So you give us your manuscript and we'll do everything. When now, you get the into the sorry. Oh, that's just your book written in a word document. Okay. You know, that's all it is. Just your written book in, you know, type format in a word document. That's all a manuscript is. Um, When you get into the pro and the VIP packages, they come with, you know, some marketing behind them. So our VIP is the best package. It comes with our bestseller marketing plan, um, teaches you how to be a bestseller, comes with some bigger marketing tools and stuff like that. We actually set you up on a virtual book tour and, and stuff like that. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, those are the biggest biggest differences, man. So, was this one of the biggest things you have going on right now as an entrepreneur? Um, other than Aaron Cole, what's bigger than Aaron Cole? Come on, let's now. jump into no, Aaron Cole, one. man. Let's jump into Aaron Cole. <laughs> no, no, I'm glad you did that. I kind of, I, I was, I was trying to guide it unintentionally or intentionally. But yeah, and, let uh, me let me talk, let me touch on that. But yeah, book publishing is our biggest piece of the pie of all of the things that we do. Gotcha. Um, um, for us on the entrepreneurship level, but I mean, I have so many other, you know, passive streams of income and things that I do. Like even my hobbies make me money, man. So, awesome, awesome. Um, still, still make money in my sleep, and I have my publishing company, and I get to travel the world and manage my awesome son, who's an amazing artist, and um do what he do but yeah let's talk about Aaron Cole man yeah man well I did want to point out you know that passive income can be real now now how (laughs) now now, I think there's one thing that people a lot of people uh even you know the the notorious Gary V you know he always talks bad about passive income uh break down real quick before we jump into Aaron Cole break down real quick how passive income you don't not not specifically about yours but how passive income works and how much attention do you really need to give it for it to be consistent 
Um, it depends on what it is. So I'll give you an example of one of my passive income streams. Um, I do a lot. Of, I create a lot of niche um, Amazon Kindle books. And when I first started it, I, all I did was I hired my daughter to create them for me. And she at the time she was 12 years old. Wow. And every day when she came home from school, that's all she did as if she did it like a job. So right now I have over 500 Amazon Kindle books over there that produce me passive income. And I haven't touched them in over three years. I haven't added any more. I haven't marketed them, done anything. But when I first started, it was gangbusters. So I was like, babe, that's all I want you to do every day is create <laughs> these create these books. So it just depends on what type of um, passive income we're talking. So gotcha. one of my streams, you know, Pretty much passive income is something you can just set and you can forget. Like right. you don't have to, you know, I've never paid for marketing. I've never done any of that. I just put the books up there and let the books do what they do. Gotcha. Gotcha. So so passive income is income that you don't have to. Once you set it up, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to um, touch it anymore. Like it's passive. The income comes automatically. Okay. And just like those um, niche websites, like I started out creating, a lot of those still make me money. So, Okay. Back to back to the Amazon Kindle thing. Once I start making consistent income with it, I created a course to teach other people how to do it, which becomes another passive income stream that I don't even market. Yeah. The people go and buy the course. And guess what? The course is only 20 bucks. So, you so it's know, it's easy to buy. Somebody can it's buy easy it to easy. buy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Primetime marketing. Primetime dash marketing forward slash online vending machines is what it's called. Wow. It's only 20 bucks. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And I, I, I love that. Like you do something, you master it, then you teach mm -hmm. others how to do it. That's it. Like, that's passive income, bro. That's, that's incredible, man. So, um, so let's jump into, uh, let's, let's change gears and directions here. Uh, you know, I did want to talk about Aaron Cole because, you know, he, he just had a recent, uh, lifting off point, which I'm sure a lot of people know. He just got signed to, uh, Toby Max goatee records. Now, yeah, but I want to go back, you know, kind of backtrack uh, to the beginning of his career. Yeah. You know, I'm sure <laughs> you was, a, and, and I think, you know, I, you know, there's some parents out there who have kids who are very talented. Yeah. And so I would love to just get, you know, inside the mind of Kelly Cole, whenever you realize your son has this talent, this ability, Amazing. Um, you know, what was it in your mind that was like, okay, this is a possible career for him, bro. This, this is, I get I'm getting chills, literally, like I got goosebumps thinking about this, man, because if I'm honest, it was God, man, because here's what happened. I had never heard of Christian hip hop. I had never um, like I said, I've never I had never seen anybody rap the gospel. Right. And I got invited to this Christian hip hop concert with this group named Ricky being forgiven. So I go to this concert, man, and they're rapping the gospel. They do an altar call. This They were in this huge church, probably 1,500-seat church. Wow. Only 10 people were in there. Only 10 people came to the show, and I was one of the 10, and I got invited by my friend. I go there. I give my life to Christ. I come home, and being a fan of hip-hop, I was like, man, what am I going to do now? So I built a studio in the house, start recording my brother doing Christian hip-hop. So Aaron's my little sidekick, you know, since that's my son. You got your son with you. Aaron was three years old. I look over one day. He's three years old. He's sitting right next to me in the studio. I look over one day. He's rapping my brother's whole verses at wow. three years old. I was like, I look over. I was like, man, he making do this. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to write him a song. Wow. So I wrote his first song at three years old. OK, if you think I'm joking, it was called Jesus is the Rock. If you think I'm joking, go to YouTube right now. Type in Aaron Cole, three years old, and you will see him record his first song at age three. In our home studio. I looked over and he rapped it, man. And I was like, yo, this kid got something. So I was like, all right, we're going to do it. So I put out his first album. We recorded his first album at age four. And we just kept doing it. So album album at four. Oh, album at, awesome. um Album at four. I think album at six. Album at seven. Album at eight. Dang. And then we took a break. And then middle school, seventh grade. How old are you in seventh grade? Um, 13. 13, he dropped um, 
well, no, at 13, he came home from school. He said, Dad, this is what I want to do with my life. I've, I've decided this is what I want to do with my life. And I was like, all right, son, this is what you want to do. First thing you got to do. First thing you got to understand is you can't be like everybody else. So go. if this really what you want to do, you're going to be a sacrifice. You can't be like everybody else. You ain't going to be going to every party. You can't be involved in, you know, the riffraff in the in the locker. You can't be involved in the riffraff in the hallway. Like you're going to become a target now because you want to be. Um, a leader and a rapper for Christ. Yeah. So he he's he's only rapped Christian hip hop his whole life. So I said, all right, son, I'm going all in with you. I'm gonna use my marketing, my internet marketing. I'm gonna use my business. I'm gonna use my entrepreneurship mind, and we're gonna build your career. So it took us 14 years to get to this point. Right. 14 right. years of just constant grinding, beating the pavement and working hard, man. 14 years to get here. But yeah, man, I don't want to just talk. I want some questions. Give me some questions. <laughs> well, like pick my brain. I, I do want to know, uh, at what point in in this process did you become a full-time entrepreneur? How old was he? Uh, when I became a full-time entrepreneur, Aaron, how old was Aaron? Aaron was maybe eight, okay. eight or nine. So you were already kind of leading. He was already doing the music thing while you were doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He was, you know, and we were just doing some local stuff, still recording albums and, you know, not really um, doing it. He was just a kid. You know, I wasn't really pushing him too hard. It's just the phone rang. um, It rang. And, you know, we just put out albums performed at our church and local churches and back to school bashes. And it wasn't I didn't put my foot on the pedal until he came to me and said, hey, this is what I want to do with my life. And I was like, all right, we're going all in. I'm riding with you. I got your back. We're going to make this happen. See, the next book you got to write is going to be a parenting book. You know that you're probably the fifth person that have told (laughs) me that, man. And (laughs) I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to do it, man. There you go. Another passive income right there. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, let me say this, too. Since we're back to the book thing, I want to say this, too. Yeah. As an entrepreneur, man, when you create a book, don't think about the book actually making you money, which it will. But think about the opportunities that the book creates. So the book is the key that unlocks the doors to the other things that really make you the money. So it gets you the speaking engagements. It gets you the endorsements. It gets you the interviews. It gets you the influence that allow you to bring more people into your business or into your client base. So think about a book, man, as being a key. Think about a book as being the new business card, man, the new brochure for your business. Right. So, but yeah, you release a book. That's whenever people are interested. Exactly. And you get booked for things like podcast and speaking engagements, things like that. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. And I was going to, the funny thing is I was going to breach into that in public speaking, but mm-hmm. maybe we could jump into that. Of course. Well, just real quick. When did you first mm-hmm. do public speaking? Was that a result of the books? Um, yeah, actually. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, man. When I when I created that first book, it's it's crazy. The first book when I did the Conversations with Shark book, the very first week it hit the Amazon bestsellers list. I got a call from Norfolk State University and said they wanted them wanted me to be a part of an entrepreneurship panel. Nice. After Norfolk State called, then um, Virginia State University called, then a um, a company in Atlanta called, and they booked me for seven weeks straight. Mm. For seven weeks straight, I went up there and did a um, a workshop and a conference. Nice. So the that's what started it, man. The book opened the door, like I said, to all of those things. And then what did you know? Speaking at those conferences do it put more people into my funnel. It got me more clients. You know, so, man, the book is the key that unlocks the doors, man. That's what I always tell people. And think about it like this. If you if you're at a networking function and you hand someone your business card, a business card or a brochure, they might throw away. But a book, they'll never throw away. That's so true. Very true. Very true. Mm-hmm. So uh, I am curious, though, um, you know, going back to, to Aaron's career, jumping off and things mm-hmm. like that. So 13, who was ready to go full speed. When did you first encounter yeah. track stars? Man, when do we? So one day, um, when did Aaron? Aaron discovered it first, and um, I was like, "Man, what you watching?" He was like, "Man, this is, is this um, show on YouTube called Track Stars, and they do line for line, and they do this, this, and that." And I was like, "Oh, okay, 
cool. And then I didn't think nothing else of it. And then Aaron just started going, you know, watch everything that Track Stars was doing. And um, I just listened to it one day. I was like, yo, they dope. I like them. You know what I mean? And then our very first Flavor Fest is where we met the guys. And, you know, it's been a and it's been an awesome bond, man. I, I love that we actually have a relationship with those guys. And they, um, you know, when they interview Aaron the first time, you could see the excitement in his face. It was right after he uh, <laughs> he was he was 15 and he had just signed with Truth. And uh, I remember they asked him for an interview and he ran to me so excited. He was like, Dad, track stars want to interview me. I was like, yo, let's go. You know, we thought we made it. We made it, baby. We gonna be on track stars, but yeah, that's when he discovered it around fourteen, fifteen. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome, man. That's awesome. I remember the first time I sat in the studio on the show. I was like, "Wow, yeah, it's smaller yeah. than I thought." <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah it looked yeah. bigger on the YouTube show. Yeah, it's it's awesome though, man. So, uh, you know, from the truth now. Whenever, uh, mm-hmm. how, how did that happen? Getting signed with the truth was was that on mix bag? Uh, mix bag. Yep, Aaron was on mixed bag, and um, this is this is interesting, man. People, so encouraging the artists out there. Like you said, man, we've been on this road for fourteen years, man. It took fourteen years and thirteen before he got his first deal, like say with with Truth. And uh, me and Aaron was just coming out of, you know, we got hurt really bad, man, because Aaron had joined a group, and um, I was managing a group and another Christian comedian, man. And I took him on tour and everything and sacrifice. Aaron had a whole nother album he was getting ready to release. He sacrificed his album for the group. And, you know, we just put a lot of effort into, you know, this group and everybody left us, man. And they didn't just leave us. They like, you know, it was like a bad divorce, man. They just they looked they left us and stripped us and we turned down a bunch of stuff and sacrificed, man. So we were hurt. And um, and me and Aaron was sitting on the couch, and we was like, he was like, "What are we gonna do, Pop?" And I was like, "Go in that room, and I want you to write me a hit." He went in that room and he wrote the song that put him on the map. It's called 15. 15 mm-hmm. is the new fifteen. He came out, he played it for me. I said, "Let's, that's it. Let's go." So in the process, where we were working on fifteen and working on the EP. He said, Dad, the truth is having this contest where you get to do a song with the truth if you win. It's called the Mixed Bag 16, uh, King 16 contest. So you have to write a 16 rap verse and spit over the truth beat. And I was like, all right, son, tell me what you got to do to enter and let's do it. So a couple of days go by, I was like, son, whatever happened to the truth thing? He was like, well, they wanted you to pre-order the album. I didn't have the money. So I said, forget it. Now, listen to me. Here's a lesson, man. Here's a lesson. I got so upset with him (laughs) because I said, listen to me, son. You don't ever let one obstacle stop you from reaching your destiny. There you go. Never. I said, you've asked me for more than $10. You get what I'm saying? You won't come and ask me for $10 to help you do something that's going to advance your career. And I've already invested thousands. So that shows you that was a smokescreen and that was the enemy trying to stop him from progressing. Man, don't stop at one obstacle. And here's what I told him. I said, son, if I haven't taught you this, you don't stop at one obstacle, because if you could if you came to me and I didn't have the ten dollars, that shouldn't have stopped you. You should have went to your grandfather. You should have went to your grandmother. You should have went and shoveled some snow. You should have went and raked some leaves. Whatever you had to do to get that ten dollars, you should have got it. Okay, so. I gave him I went off and I was so mad at him that actually I got pulled over by the cops, man, (laughs) because I was driving and I was I go speeding and I was mad because I didn't I was like, son, you didn't get that from me. You know what I'm saying? You didn't get that from me. I'm I work hard. I grind. I don't take no for an answer. And you've seen that in me. So I knew it was kind of like an enemy. I knew it was the enemy trying to stop him from progressing. But anyway, so the cop pulls me over and he was like, you realize you're speeding. I was like, no. And he was like, what's going on? I was like, I was fussing at my son. And he, he made me upset. I was like, yo, are you going to give me a ticket? Because I need to get back to to getting him right. And this is how I'm talking to the cop. <laughs> I was so heated. And he was like, no, I'm going to give you a warning. Just calm down. And he was like, um, he was like, slow down. But I understand. He said, you're doing a great job with your son. And he let me go. So anyway, I give Aaron the $10, right? Makes it past the first round. Nice. Okay. All right. 
um, comes to the second round. He makes it past the second round. So now he's in the semifinals, right? He didn't make it past that round. And I was like, son, they don't agree with my spirit. They didn't announce his name. I was like, you should be in the finals. And I was like, let's hit him up. And I was like, yo, did y'all miss Aaron Cole? And he was like, yeah, I forgot Aaron made the finals. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was like, there you go. I was like, all right, because it didn't agree with my spirit. I was right. like, nah. I was like, he's going to win this. And we were on the road and they called and was like, yo, you won the King 16 contest. Nice. And then he's like, yo, if you're ever passing down Birmingham, won't you stop? Because that's where one of the other label heads was at. I was like, yo, we'll actually be in Birmingham Saturday. And he's like, all right, we'd like to meet with you guys. And we go to the meeting and he says, hey, we wasn't looking to sign anybody from the contest. But we think you're so amazing that we want to offer you a contract. Nice. Awesome. So that's what got us to deal with Mixed Bag when he was 15. $10 could have stopped that. Ten dollars could have stopped that, man. Ten dollars. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like you know, you, you don't have because you don't ask. Yeah, you, know? you have not because you ask not. And ten dollars, man. I, man, I eat ten dollars every day in Chinese food, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, man. It's it's the little. It's so funny because I think sometimes, and I'm not saying Aaron, but I think others in general will let something as small as ten dollars hold us up because we're f- we sometimes we can be fearful to move forward, so we look for that ten dollar excuse. Yeah, and, definitely. And it's it's crazy how how that can stop so many people. And um, so you know, so after after that, uh, I know like the truth. Uh, does he still have that label? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think they're doing now. some things, or they're going to re rebuild it. But I don't think gotcha. he has any artists right now, but himself. Gotcha. So how did the transition to Toby Mac come into play? Believe it or not, man, we actually um, <laughs> we actually met with Toby. Before we actually met with the truth. Oh, okay. Funny, funny, funny story. So, <laughs> so uh, I have me and Toby have this mutual friend, and all the years while Aaron's creating records, I'm giving it to my friend. And he was like, "Yo, I'm gonna give it to Toby," and he never did. So I didn't, you know, I didn't really care. I was like, "Hey, I just wanted to give you, bless you with some music." Right. And um, he kept saying it, kept saying it. So when we completed the EP. With 15 is a new 15, Aaron 15 years old. I gave it to him. He was like, yo, I'm going to give this to Toby. And we're like, yeah, right, man. You've been saying that for 13 years. Like, you forget it. You know, right, we, right. we're going to keep working anyway. It don't matter. So I give it to him on a Friday. Saturday, Toby, him and Toby are together, and it's in his CD player. Toby hears 15, the single 15 that Aaron had just wrote. He said, who is that? He was like, that's my friend's son. He was like, call him up. And him and Toby call me on the spot from the car and um i was in chicago i'll never forget it he was like yeah i want to meet you guys can you come to north carolina so we went to toby's golf camp in north carolina and met with him right it was right after we no right after we met with mixed bag so it was like boom boom we met so we had a a decision to make and here's what made our decision which was kind of (laughs) dumb um Toby looked at us and he says, Aaron, I think you're dope, man. He said, if Reach or, you know, RMG or somebody else saw you, they'll sign you right now and they'll put you out. He says, but if I signed you, I wouldn't put you out till you were 18. Oh, wow. So we were like, yo, we're not, man, we're not finna sit around for three years. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, Mixed Bag was like, yo, we're gonna put you out now. Right, right. And um, so we made an immature decision of signing based on that. And the crazy thing about it, a year into the mixed bag deal, that's when they decided that the label was going to fold or go a new direction and let everybody go. Right. Like the week before. No, the week after we got that email from mixed bag, Toby called and said, hey, did y'all sign it with anybody? And we were like, yeah, we signed with mixed bag. And he was upset. He was like, good luck. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's about to be over. It's like, it's about to be over. They just, we uh, waiting on the paperwork. Right, and he right. was like, call me when the paperwork is over with. I'm not getting involved. And uh, then once the paperwork was signed, I called him and said, yo, that deal is done. He's like, I want y'all to come to Nashville and let's talk about a deal. Wow. So Aaron's actually been on, um, signed to Goatee for, this is the second year now. So he's actually been signed for two years now. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, you know, he had, he had the, I think the huge hit what really you know sparked it so 
Um, or I guess what really woke it woke it up to everybody or woke everybody yeah. up to it. Yeah, that sounds better. So, mm-hmm. um, so it, it's it's amazing, man. Um, you know, knowing people, and, and and I think that's the, I think when it comes to the term networking, it it, it sounds really bad. It sounds like okay, I'm gonna connect with people to use them. I'm gonna connect with people to use them. Yeah. But you no, know, I think you know the the better way I like to look at it, and I think Ruslan talked about it in the video too, is it's really just knowing people and appreciating yeah. people, and the, you know. Eventually, you know, you do get to meet other people, but it's yeah. not using people to meet other people. And right. so, I mean, you know, having that happen is, is incredible. And um, so what would be the huge, like, if you could go back to, mm-hmm. uh, what was it, Aaron, 15 when you signed with Mixbag? Yeah, yeah. So if you, if you could go back in time, mm-hmm. what would be something you would tell yourself from now? Um, that... The scripture that comes to mind that says, don't look at the things that are, um, don't look at the things that are carnal, but look at the things that are spiritual because they're everlasting. Wow. So don't, don't look at what you see right now, because what you don't see is the things that's going to be going to last forever. Yeah. So we were looking at, um, I was looking at my son and he was 15 and I saw his talent. I saw his gift. I saw his anointing and I didn't look at his maturity. I didn't look at his maturity as a person. You know, I didn't look at the natural. See, one thing that people um, don't realize is that somebody's anointing and their gift will fool you into thinking they're a lot more mature than what they are. And they wasn't. And that's one thing that Toby um, let me know. He was like, yo, he's just too young. He hasn't lived life. He hasn't lived enough life. He need to get his heart broken. He need to go through some things in order for him to be effective in ministry. And he needs to mature. And that's something that, you know, the biggest wisdom that Toby gave me is like, yo, you have to let things develop. You can't just look at a talent. You can't look at a gift. You can't look at something and says, hey, why ain't it this right now? Right. Because right. It, it needs to develop. You know what I mean? There's there's a thing about the Chinese bamboo tree. You have to water it for five years before it begins to grow. Wow. And a lot of people right now, we live in this microwave society to where they want to put it in the microwave. They want to drop one song and become this instant hit. And it just doesn't work like that, man. You got to put in the time. And here's the here's the quote that Toby said to me that that changed my outlook on a lot of things. He said, Kelly, one thing you will learn when you work with Goatee and when you come a part of this family, he said, we're not like everybody else. He said, we're not machine gun shooters. We're not going to just throw out a bunch of stuff and pray that something hits. We're sharpshooters. Right. So when we line up everything, we're going to be shooting at a target and knocking it down one by one. So it's going to be the right single. It's going to be the right tour. It's going to be the right marketing. It's going to be the right video. We're not going to just be spraying a bunch of stuff and praying that some hits. We're going to take our time and make sure we're putting out the best product that represents not only us, but it represents the father. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, man, that's an incredible story. Um, appreciate you sharing it. I don't know if you've shared it anywhere else or not. So maybe that'll be. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, in my book. It's in my new book. I, t- I shared it in my new book. Okay. Okay. Is that released now? Yeah. My new book came out um, January the 16th. It's called Get Locked In Mastering the Art of Laser Focus to Achieve Your Dreams. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Deal. Yeah, make, sure get you, locked in. make sure you yep. check that out where, where, where can they get that from you can get it on my website mrkellycole.com well mr kelly cole i do appreciate your time i appreciate your wisdom and everything that you have shared here on the business with the Bordeaux podcast um a lot of it i'm definitely going to put to use myself and so hopefully you'll see the fruit of that wisdom that you shared later on down the road and um, anybody out there, if you're interested in getting a book done, make sure you hit them up at publishingadvantagegroup.com. Uh, that'll be provided in the show description, so you can just link to it and go check it out. Uh, also, more about Kelly Cole, MrKellyCole.com. Make sure you check out his books, I'm sure. Uh, you know, I'll probably get the first and last, for sure. Just because I want to see that. I want to see that, man. And um but yeah, man, is there anything else you want to share with anybody uh, before we uh, before we get off here? Any just a last bit wisdom tip? Yeah, a couple of things. So first thing for all the artists out there, play close attention 
Like, make sure you follow me on social media. It's at Mr. Kelly Cole. I got some very special for artists that's coming in the next couple of months. I've been working on it since last year. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be like nothing has ever hit the market for, you know, all artists, not just Christian artists, but anybody that's on there. Second thing, man, is um, I'm going to leave you with this quote. Doing nothing changes nothing. Doing something changes everything. So whatever it is that God is calling you to do, you need to do it, and it may change everything. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, I thank you so much, sir. Uh, maybe one day we we'll get you back on the show. You have so many other things that you do Definitely, that's just man. hard to fit into one show, man. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do a part two, man. Yeah, I man. Give enough practical tips, man. For I love sure, man. Practical stuff. For sure. We would definitely get that done. And uh, like I said, MrKellyCole.com. And um, check it out, man. So tell Aaron, we attract stars. Still love him. Uh, very proud of what he's done. Uh, thankful for you to be there guiding the way, showing an example of great fatherhood, leadership. And um, yeah, man. So until next time, man, I hope everything just continues to progress with you uh, and you, along with Aaron as well, man. Thank you so much, man. Love y'all track stars. All righty. That was the interview with Mr. Kelly Cole. Make sure you check him out at mrkellycole.com and then the publishingadvantagegroup.com if you're interested in getting any type of book publishing done. And yeah, so um, I would love to get your feedback on the interview. If there's anything good that you got from it, please let me know. You can hit me up at businesswithbordeaux.com on Twitter at JasonBordo1 and on Instagram as well. And then go uh, like the Facebook page, Business with Bordeaux. I'm trying to have some more stuff going on there for everybody to check out and uh, keep in touch with. And if you want to become a supporter of the show, you can do so uh, visiting patreon.com slash businesswithbordeaux or you can just hit the website. Uh, as I already stated, businesswithbordeaux.com. <laughs> uh, but I do want to say shout out to track stars. I'm very appreciative of what they do for the show. And we have the podcasting network or the track stars podcast network going on. If you want to create a podcast, get any kind of podcasting done, uh, hit us up and, uh, we're going to start doing some consulting services to help people get that up and off the ground. And then if you want to join the podcasting network, uh, we can talk further into detail about that. We really want to get more um, great creatives out there in different spheres. Um, you know, Track Stars is the radio show. I do the business podcast. Debate Fuel does sports. And so, you know, we're trying to hit all different areas. we got a couple other uh, podcasts who might be joining the team. So that would be really cool to uh, see and keep an ear out for that. So keep an ear out because it's a podcast, right? Aha. Anyway, so uh, sorry for the lameness there. Uh, I do want to shout out again, Mr. Uh, Aaron Simpkins at truestrengthapparel.com for being a patron for the show. Again, if you want to support the show, just let me know and we can work something out. I do appreciate it. And then you get a little bit of advertising here on the show. And so anyway, that's it for the show this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, I hope whatever it is you got going on flourishes. I hope you are blessed and I hope to see you back next week. Thanks and God bless.